Welcome to Fearlessly Made You. I am your host, Christy Tobias. Joining me today are guests just striving to dominate in their personal and professional lives while answering the question, what does it mean to be fearlessly made? Welcome to Fearlessly Made You. We have a wonderful guest with us today, John McCorvey, one of my dear friends and a man that keeps me stocked in wine. John, so glad you're here today. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Chrissy, for having me. I'm, I'm glad to be here as well. Awesome. When you asked me to do it, I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can talk about wine. You can talk about your life. Well, I mean, you know, my life is, is it is a lot of wine. I'm going to say that. I do deal with a lot of wine. Um, I, I never would have thought that my life would end up like this. Give me like really? five years ago. I mean, I had dreams and aspirations, but it was more of a, it, it just started to happen so fast. So, um, you know, me going to college and getting out and moving to California, started my drinking palette there. And then also just wonderfully moving around and moving around a little bit of the United States and then ended up back in Pensacola. Um, you know, life with kids and stuff like that. And yeah. finally settled in, you know, mom and dad got getting old. So somebody, you know, my siblings are off. So I had to kind of, I was the only one. I was yeah. the guy. I was that kid to be able to come home and stay with them and stuff like that. And then, you know, Lord was able to bless me to be able to open up casting flights. Uh, it's going on three years now. Can you believe that? Has it been three years? Oh my God. It has been three years. Oh my um, it'll be three years in June. Yes. But, um, I mean, things. It's it's been a it's been quite a challenge. You know me. I don't have a a, a business background. Right, right. I just had a dream, and I had something that I wanted to do, and um, you know, the Lord was able to see it happen. It must it must have been in somebody else's plan too, <laughs> other than mine, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, it's been good. You know, Pensacola's definitely welcomed it um, with open arms. Um, everybody loves it. Um, good staff, good good people working with me, and then just building a relationship has been good. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, you so for those of you that don't know, John is the owner of Casks and Flights, and they are basically this wine tap room, which is absolutely phenomenal. Um, I can't do it justice in, in describing it. It's beautiful and gorgeous. And just every time I go in, I just accidentally end up with a glass of wine. <laughs> um, but John, tell us a little bit more as you're thinking about Casks and Flights and, and, and what it is and what it stands for and, and just you know even just the simplicity of like what is cast and flights like talk to us about that i got you yeah no cast and flights is um it's the way i put it is centered around just people or you know people that don't know about wine mm -hmm. that may want to know about wine so you can come in and you can taste wine and you don't have to be pressured you don't have to feel intimidated some people you know it's a stigma on wine it's like oh you know people they turn in nose, you know, they yeah. snooty or whatever. But wine is you know, whether you like sweet wine to dry wine to, you know, just some heavier wines like a port or something. It's, I got wine for everybody. So uh, Caskin Flights is that type of bar. It's a nice lounge area. It, when you walk in, you don't feel like you're in a bar. Yeah. You feel like you're maybe, you know, just not even in Pensacola. I've gotten people have told me that it's like really? I walk in here and. Am I still in Pensacola? I'm like, <laughs> actually, yeah, yeah you know, Pensacola sang at theaters right across the street. That's a telltale. So, but yeah, no, they walk in and they love it. They like the atmosphere. The ambiance is nice, you know. Um, so we got 72 wines on tap, I'd say. 
uh, to where you can self-serve yourself. So you can you don't have to worry about pressure of somebody trying to sell you wine. You know, that's not what we're about. Yeah. But we will. We will try to sell you some wine. <laughs> I'm not trying to say it's pressure, but it's no pressure. Yeah. Um, and if you like sweet wines, you like sweet wines. If you like dry wines, you like dry wines. You know, I love that. So, I mean, that's that's pretty much Cask and Flights. It is a wine tasting room. Um, but we do also have um, other things like we have beer. We have uh, liquor spirits. Um, and then we also serve food, little appetizer type food, yes. flatbread, charcuterie boards. Delicious know. foods, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I like them. I mean, you know, you got to you got to give them something to eat. Yeah. Absolutely. Why you uh, giving them all that alcohol? Um, <laughs> or you might have a all liability. the seventy-two wines. Mm, I, yeah, <laughs> I tell people when they come in, I'm like, listen, don't try to don't do it all in one time on one trip. You know, you you can you know just come back. We we give you this card for you to come back. So don't try to drink it all in one sitting. I love that. Yeah. So you okay? You mentioned the card because I think that's something too. Is people are trying to like wrap their heads around. Wait, there's mm. a place that has seventy-two wines, and I can just taste them. Talk about <laughs> the the card and how the it card? works. Yes. So the card is um it's a preloaded card that you get. You know, money on it. It's yours to keep. So you just kind of anytime you come back, all you got to do is go up to the bartender and ask him for a glass. If you got money on it, if you need to reload it, you can reload it there. Um, so when you get up to the machine, when you go up to the machine, you actually stick the card in the little card slot and with your fingerprint, you just hold your fingerprint on the pour you desire, which you have a taster, a half glass or a full glass. And, you know, it just pours that amount, you know, that way you, you can taste wine without buying a bottle with your wine credit, card. with your wine credit card. <laughs> <laughs> They call it a wine ATM machine or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's basically what it is. <laughs> Pretty much. Instead of getting money out, you get a glass of you wine. You get wine. You get I like wine. that a little better, actually, sometimes. I think so. I think so. <laughs> I use it. I use it. Me too. Mm -hmm. Well, and you know what's really cool, though, is Casks and Flights, as it is now, the taproom wine tasting area, uh, wasn't how it is now. It was kind of a, a different vibe, and you kind of created this direction, right? Yeah, it uh when we first opened, you know, we had uh we had two different uh businesses in there. We were uh mead making. We were manufacturing mead in there. And talk and, about what mead is for people that don't know. Right. Mead <laughs> yeah, a lot of people don't Unless you've watched so, what is it, uh Game of Thrones. Great Game of Thrones, <laughs> some type of Viking series or something like that back in the day. But um and essentially that's what it is. I mean, it's the oldest form of alcohol. Um it predates um, wine, liquor, and beer. I oh, mean, wow. so you have that, and meat is 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 fermented honey, so it's made it's honey based. So the consistency of it is a little bit thicker, it's sweeter, mm -hmm. um, and it's a, you know it's a usually a higher percent alcohol volume, which is always people love. Yeah, people do love yes. that ABV. This is a hundred percent alcohol. <laughs> I would like this. <laughs> yeah. I said hundred proof. Oh man, you know, just pour it. In. Just pour it. In. <laughs> <laughs> they love it, but um, it's, it is a unique taste, um, being that it is honey, but you can do more things with the honey than you can do with some grapes because of the consistency mm. of the honey. You can add a lot of different uh, flavorings, um, spices. Um, I mean, and, and it just brings out honey. I mean, if you ever tried to, you know, make anything with honey, you can just kind of, you can kind of take it different levels yeah. and stuff like that. So that's the thing about mead and you know, people people love it. It's and it's also good for you. It's honey. It is. You it's know, it's healthy. good for right now. You yes. can drink you some mead and allergy season and all that stuff and you're And then good. you're you're fine. You need a you, bottle of mead basically that's every exactly day. It. <laughs> that's exactly it. 
exactly. <laughs> but you said that y'all, it started out kind of with the mead focus and now mm -hmm. it's shifted a little bit. Is there still a mead focus, would you say, at Cast and Flag? No, no. So what what happened, it really was a, it was a both focus. Mm -hmm. So you had the wine because we had so many, so much wine and then you have the mead. So we were, we were trying to bring two unique things to downtown Pensacola. Gotcha. And, um, Unfortunately, the mead did not work out um, in the same space, but, you know, we still do carry mead and um, you can still get mead there. I mean, um, we we still sell quite a bit of mead there. Wow. Mm -hmm. okay. mm -hmm. A lot of people still come for the mead. They love it. We get it. You can get it on a flight. Um, you can also get it on the card. Oh, okay. with the machines. I think I realized that. Well, and thinking about that too, it kind of brings up the question for you of when there's that kind of shift where it was basically before you really kind of came in from the, mm -hmm. the owning perspective of it was meat based. Like that was really popular. When, yeah. 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 All those shows were coming out. Mm -hmm. Was it a weird transition though for you from a business perspective to take what it was to what it is now? No, I wouldn't say difficult. I wouldn't say, um, it, well, it really wasn't too hard. I mean, I honestly, things, they started to shift and happen so fast mm -hmm. that, you know, you just in it. You don't really know, you know, you just figuring out what to do and, and how you should do it. So, I mean, actually, I don't think it was too difficult to shift to total wine, you know, without the meat. It was just more so of um, me coming off of me with my background, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. not too much in business, but learning so much about it, you know, and that's that's what was driven. What was driven to me was the fact that it was a learning thing that I wanted to do. You want to learn, you want to yeah. figure out how to do this, and then you know you have an entertainment space, and you want to you want to help people, and you want to grow. So you know you have a business here that you made. So you're like, look, this is it. This is pretty much it for me. Yeah. You know, I'm not, it's, I'm, it's no going back. I'm not going back. I'm only going to go forward. So that's just the, that's the path you take. And you I just like don't, that. you don't ever look back. You just keep going. That's really good. And it's such a connecting point to, you know, the Fearlessly Made You podcast, which is that, you know, we're not going to let fear drive the decisions mm -hmm. we make. We're going to make our own decisions. But I'm curious for you, too, because, I mean, and you guys will not be shocked by this. I When we start talking about wine, I just go down that path. <laughs> but for you, I want to know, kind of almost back up a little bit mm -hmm. of John, who John is and where that drive came from, too, Man. of just like moving forward. I got you. Well, see something here. <laughs> trying to figure out how old I am and how far I got to think back. I'm not that old, I wouldn't say, but I- 1942. <laughs> not 1942. Not that there's anything wrong with 1942. It's a good wine made in 1942. So, <laughs> so I, I've, I think I've always been, since I, since I got out of high school and I started college, I started to see things differently. Mm -hmm. So me being in business was something that I always wanted to do. Where, Interesting. Whether I was, you know, involved in, in, in washing cars, you know, doing whatever it was that I, did on the side to kind of make things happen, mm -hmm. you know, the entrepreneurship, just the, the, the initiative to be able to um, make certain moves without the corporate world, mm -hmm. you know. So me doing that and then I, I started a, um, a cleaning business, mm -hmm. you know, with my cousin, which is still going today. Um, I just kind of let her handle it since mm -hmm. I started doing casting flights and everything like that. You but had a couple other things on your plate there. Oh man, you know, <laughs> I, I still get calls. I still see it, and I'm like, man, you know, I could still set that up. I'm like, hey, cuz, 
uh, look like you got something going on over here. You need to, she's like, okay, all right, I got it. Just let me know. You know, so it's still going. So just, just the thing about being in business that it, it's, it's inspiring. It, it always motivated me, mm-hmm. me being in business, me seeing other people in business, me going around and you seeing other people in business, no matter what it is. And you're like, man, you know, you, you, you going in depth with them, you know, you're right. talking to them and you're like, okay, so, so what did you do? How did you get this happening? You know, you know, just trying to figure out and seeing, you know, when I went to California, I went there on a, uh, for a friend, working for a friend of mine that had a, um, a business where he, Install communications on the buses and trains. Oh, so he got contracts with the, I guess the the, the city or the, the the state that he was in to do their communications on buses and and the transit system there. And um, it just that right there, you know, it just always kind of like, how did you, you know, how did you get there? How right. did you know what did you do to get there? You know, how did you get these contracts, stuff like that? And then with my uncles, I have some uncles that just always were. Um, whether it was their own thing as far as like buying houses and real, real estate mm-hmm. or doing something where they made their own money, they made right. their own schedule. It was you a know. family, basically. It was a family. That. Yeah, it definitely was a family. And, um, it just, it always, it's just stuck. It stuck. So me, me being the way that I am now, um, just fast forward a little bit now to where I'm in business for myself. Mm-hmm. I'm always thinking about business. Yeah. You know, it's, I'm like, man, am I even fun anymore? Do I even <laughs> do I even laugh? You know, like well, when I, I drink wine with you, I feel like you well, are. <laughs> yeah, and the wine loosens me up a lot. Like I can I can forget about the business stuff and just talk about all kinds of other things. You know, next time we'll we'll, we'll, just we'll, have we'll, some wine. we'll sit a little bottle of wine next up here. Time. You know, we'll sip. I make sure I'm I'm good. I'm I'm not too over the top. We're going to change the podcast. It's just going to be the wine cast now. It's going to be a wine cast. But yeah, so, I mean, just just my focus on things and my mental about, you know, business has changed a lot. I mean, I was, you know, I hear things, I read things more, you know, I look into things a whole lot more. I mean, that's what you have to do. But, you know, some some things just like, man, you know, I don't, can I turn it off? You know, I'm like. Yes. I, I would like to turn it off for a day. You yeah. know, I have employees um, that work with me. You know, CJ, I don't know if you know. Oh, She's okay. like, John, can you just turn it off? Just, just turn it off for me, please. Like, I, I, you, you, let's, can we just, can we just sit right here for a minute without you analyzing everything? I'm like, yeah, we could try. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a really good point because that's so difficult, especially when you're building business or building something. You know, I think about fearlessly made you and there's a conversation and a dialogue around that that I felt like I was building and sharing with the community that produced the book that's brought this podcast but to your point I feel like I'm constantly thinking okay what else do I need to do so it's the balance in the reality Mm. of to live a fearlessly made life you have to also have that balance of you can't always push yourself further because you're going to forget what it means to be you. Exactly. So how do you find that balance? What does that look like for you? I um uh, I don't really know. I um I don't think I found it yet. I'm I'm working on it. I'm working on it because okay. I, I I say I'm working on it and then I, I go and <laughs> I go and start another venture. Well, I was gonna say yeah, oh my God. I feel like we had this conversation <laughs> and the cast and flight started. We did. We did. So um I 
you you have to you have to make yourself turn it off. Mm-hmm. I have a real good friend of mine. Um, he's a financial um advisor. Excuse me, a mm-hmm. consultant, and he he's like John. I was where you were, you know, like like twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. I, I you know you you gotta figure out a way to release and and take break yourself away from it and just yeah. take some time. I say you gonna have to just come pick me up and take me away from it. Yeah, you just you gotta come because I'm I'm on it. I'm in a I'm like I'm in a zone or something like that. But um, <laughs> it's, it's I don't have that balance yet. I don't think I have it yet. You know that's honest and vulnerable. And I think that's something for everyone to hear is you can be successful and you can be accomplished, but you could still be missing that piece of your journey that's keeping you from getting that balance that you need to continue to take care of you. Mm -hmm. And I think you bring up a really great point of knowing that you're still working on that balance. I know that you have your own kids and you're wanting to instill in them the, you know, not even just the work ethic, but the values and, you know, the ability for them to be wonderful versions of themselves. Mm -hmm. How are you then passing along information and knowledge? And how do you you do that with them knowing that you're still trying to work on your own balance and what that looks like? You know, it's, um, it's, it's, I I wouldn't say challenging, but it just kind of does leave, put a level of degree of just kind of worry that, you know, Mm -hmm. you're, you're not being too forceful and you're letting them be a kid. Yeah. So I, um, you know, I have conversations with them all the time. And, and you know, my oldest, he's uh, 18 and he's in college. He was 18. Oh, man. Yeah, How did I know. that happen? Well, you know, they just kind of <laughs> keep growing. But, but, you know, you don't want to think about their age because then you look at your own age and you're like. There's that. You're like, oh, <laughs> that means that I'm old. <laughs> we won't go there right now. No, no, no. no. We're not no to go and there. I, I don't do that to his mother either. I'm just like, listen, just he's 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 at an age now mm-hmm. to where we're we're gonna have to start doing different things with him. Yeah. you know, type of thing. He's gonna <laughs> he's not gonna want to do those things with us because he's at that age. Um, so I, I, you know, when I when I'm talking to him and when I'm I'm actually trying to be um, mindful mm-hmm. of where I am, just kind of be in that in that in that space, mm-hmm. so to speak, I'm, I can't think of that word I'm trying to use, but where you're not thinking about anything except for them. You're yeah. just in that space with them and you're just enjoying them. Not so much in all the other stuff. Yeah. You just don't even worry about anymore. You don't, you, well, you're just not worried about right now because right. you have to put all your attention to them. So I kind of try to, I try to push myself in that direction. I have to actually make myself yeah. go there. It's like, okay, that's why I have to leave here. Like, I have two kids that are not here. So I'm like, listen, no, let me come there. Mm-hmm. Because if you're here, it's interruption after interruption. Yeah. So I come down there. And in that way, it's it's all about it's all about you. And that's where I need to be because I don't spend enough time with you. But, you know, talking to them and letting them know um, just things about them growing up. Yeah. And a lot of stuff that they may be... Um, encountering right now yeah. in that age like my son's 18 so i can remember those times Absolutely. when he was 18. scary yeah. it's scary at 18. I, mean, I was first year in college you know but my daughter she's nine and i'm like okay i'm trying to figure out uh, you know what a girl's doing at nine so mm-hmm. i can kind of relate mm-hmm. you know you try to relate to them and stuff like that but you also you also want them to know yeah. that you be yourself mm-hmm. be the person that you that you that you are, but also think about who you want to be 
in the future? Like, you know, like if you're, you're nine years old, so, okay, where do you, what, what do you want to be when you grow up? Simple stuff. You don't yeah. want to over, you know, overbear them. It's like, look, you, you're around, you see a lot of stuff. You see me, mm -hmm. you see what I do. Do you want to do something like that? You know, if not, you just encourage her to think in a positive way to where she can put herself in a position and not just be a leader more so than a, than a follower. Like, you know, you need to lead your own life. You need to yes. figure out things for yourself, you know, make your own mind up about things. Now, my oldest son, he's uh, like you say, he's 18, but he's he has me question. He's like, oh, dad, you you know anything about stocks and stuff like that? I was like, Okay. That was a big. That was a big. It was. It, was, it threw me for yeah. a loop. I wasn't expecting. Like it. we're going there. That's right. We? Yeah. So he was like, "Dad, you know anything about stocks?" And I was like, "Oh, a little bit." I said, "I don't really. All I know is that I got a Ameritrade <laughs> uh, account. And you know, I got that. I got stuff in there. You know, I know I got that. And you know, I don't really look at it. I didn't really dive in the stocks, but you know, since he asked me, you know, we started to talk about it yeah. a little bit, and he knows. He knows quite a bit, you know, his friends, because yeah. that's that generation, which is good. Yeah. Like, you know, that's that generation. They're not just waiting around for they're somebody to pay them. Info. They're yeah. finding that info and they're getting in there and they're like, hey, look, if I can if I can do some things, it's like a, their own little hustle. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah, it totally is. It's their, it's, it's their hustle. So, um, you know, you encourage that. Yeah. You don't want to never take the hustle mentality out of anybody. Absolutely. You, know, you want them to always try to go and get it. So. Um, I love that. And you, you're saying something that's really powerful as you're talking about your kids, because it's funny at when we we're talking about balance and you're still trying to find that. But it's interesting, your shift that happens when you start talking about how you talk to your kids and how you have that dialogue. Yeah. And it's not necessarily that there's a calmness, but there's a I know that there's purpose in this and there you yeah. have purpose in your business and you have purpose in your kids and those intersect so beautifully. And I love that. But something that you've said about your daughter owning her journey and about your son really being who he is mm -hmm. too. It it brings up the conversation and the question that I always ask people and, and I think it'll expand even more on this conversation about your children is when you think about people who mm -hmm. are trying to figure it out, your kids, their friends, mm -hmm. um, or even people like your coworkers or your employees, I should say, when you want to help support them mm -hmm. in moving forward in their life, I call it moving forward and being fearlessly made. Mm -hmm. What are like, the action steps or the or the pieces of wisdom like you've already given to your mm -hmm. your daughter and your son like what what does that look like what are some of the things that you would share with people when you are helping them like move forward in their life in their own journey i guess i would say um you have you really have to search yourself mm -hmm. you know cuz uh people they get set in their ways mm -hmm. You know, like you, the older you get, you're just like, oh, I've been this way for so long. I'm, I'm not trying to change. <laughs> That's so you know, true. You know, they, people get like that. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's a common, natural thing. Yeah. So, but, you know, it it's always goes back to that that saying that where, you know, you have to kind of get out of your own way mm. to be, to do things that you've never done before. Absolutely. Um, so, I, I, you know, just speaking to, you know, my friends and stuff like that and, and, and talking to them and I got some. I got some some close friends that I may, you know, have a conversation with from time to time and, um, you know, letting them know that they can own their own journey. You know, like they they get down, like, you know, some things yeah. where they they feel like. And then I, I first the first thing I ask them, you know, is pretty much, you know, I don't mean to bring, you know, talk about a religious thing, but it's like, um, what's your relationship with God? Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, where where are you with that? Because that's going to play such a big part Absolutely. in you and your mindset 
and 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 what you have and your drive and and everything that come that you come in every everybody that you come in contact with. Yep. What is your relationship with the Lord? Absolutely. You know, you know, do you do you believe? You know, let me tell you about my journey. Then. Yes. You know, that way it can help you. And let you see where I was, because, I mean, it's not where I was never a believer. It's just that when I started to really understand and want to be who I am, I actually turned to him and started to listen. You know, I started yeah. to, to to pray. I started to put things, you know, that he has that he's come that he's brought to me yep. in place, you know, things like that. And I've never was anybody to just be like, no. Say, I would never say no to anybody. Mm-hmm. I would never say anything. I said, okay, well, let me just see how that would work. You know, let's, mm-hmm. you know, then we can see how it works and then it's not. So when it comes to people, you know, after, after you, after I ask them that question and then I, um, I go into maybe like, okay, what kind of person are you looking to be? Yes. Like, what do you, not, not what you want to do, but what kind of person are you looking to be? Like, do you want to be fearlessly driven person? Yeah. Yeah. You know, do you want to be a person that's just going to just, um, I guess, sit back and, and just kind of let things go? Or are you going to be a go-getter type of person? I mean, it's a couple of different things. I mean, so depending on the answer, you know, I, I just kind of, you know, and I'm not a coach. I don't, I'm, I have to just let I mean, you're coaching know. right now, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I just coaching all y'all right now. <laughs> you know, I just try to understand people. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I get along with different types of people I've yeah. always had. You know, it doesn't matter race, color, or whatever, you know, ethnicity. It's just I just I get along with them because it's not it's not, I'm not trying to be anybody but myself. And yes. I just I want to learn from everybody. So I, I tell them that and I and I ask them, you know, are what you what you're trying to do, are you gonna be in a position to help others? I love that. You know, because a lot of people get into things for selfish reasons mm-hmm. and it doesn't quite turn out that way. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you turn out, if you go forward being in a selfish way and then things start to open up and you start to see, but you know, let's just not start it selfish. Yeah. Let's be Absolutely. selfless and going into it and helping people. Because when you, if you can build a relationship with somebody and bring them together on your journey on what you want to do, they will help you. Mm-hmm. Things, things will start to open up. Yep. You know, like somebody want to open up a, a, a business and they don't they don't go out and talk to people. They don't socialize. They don't network with people. Oh, it's going to be difficult. Yeah, it's going to be real Absolutely. difficult. You know, so you got to you got to do that. You really do. I mean, and, you know, it's it's interesting because that's the thing that I will say is really special about Casks and Flights is it's the first time that I've seen, and I've been in Pensacola for eight years, so I haven't been here like extremely long, but mm-hmm. long enough to watch the transition that has happened in Pensacola. Gotcha. And when Casks and Flights opened, not that there weren't other restaurants and, and places that were inviting and welcoming, they absolutely all are. And you know, I have some of those people who are, who are part of our podcast mm-hmm. guests, but the thing that was different was there was a welcomeness from, and I will just put it bluntly, we have a black owned business mm-hmm. with a black man and that's you don't see a lot of that in this area right but then what it did what you did that was very important was and i think it may have been like day one or week one is like you automatically started interviewing like oh. on, like on the tv <laughs> like and it was a, it was, was like there. i'm gonna put my face out yeah. there so you know who yeah. i am but it was so like there was like a lovingness that you're like come on out here like come yeah. come hang out at guests and flights and it was so beautiful because I know in conversations that I've had with people, and some mm-hmm. of you may watching may know this as well, when I see someone that I'm like, oh wait, they're, they look 
like me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be more inclined to be like, let me check this out. Not because I'm discriminating against anybody else, but we didn't have that here. And you open that up and you Mm -hmm. put your face out there to represent that welcoming, loving relationship building atmosphere. And I have to ask you, for you as you're thinking about that part of your journey, like how how has that been? Like I see you smiling about no, it. <laughs> I, I, I love it. I really do. I, I love I love the welcomeness. I love the the humbleness. I love the the part about casting flights to where it doesn't matter who you are. Yes. You know, you can come in there, you you could be 18, you'll see them in there drinking with their family, or you could be, you know, some, you know, of 87, you know, yeah. let, let me not go that high. I would say more like a, I feel like let's I'm say 65. In there. They, they come in there. <laughs> so you got, you got 65 year olds, you know, the, you know, the seniors, they come in there and they're sitting with, and they're talking to, uh, uh, the new generation, I'd yes. say, you know, thirties, you know, they, and they have, you know, it's just a meat place. So you go there and what I like about it is you go there and you meet somebody at the machine. Yes. Right? Like, you know, you, you you got somebody 65 and you got somebody that's 30. And for and those of you that don't know, machine. like when he's saying the machine, when we talked about the tap room earlier, like it lines the organization. So like you mm-hmm. can't help but meet someone when you're right. going up to the machine. Exactly. But yeah, continue on. Sorry. <laughs> so, so, you know, you, you, you stand in there and you meet them like, oh, okay. So you, you, you know, what is that you're drinking? So it's a conversation piece and it opens up and then you meet somebody that you never met. And then, you know, I say, you know, oh yeah, I'm here with my family and then we're over here. I'm here with my friends or whatever. And, you know, it's like, oh, taste this you know you should see it and um so the demographic yes. is it's just all over the place it really, is. it really is and i love that and you know john the great thing about it is it's that conversation around like people are like certain things bring people together wine brings people mm-hmm. together and y'all know what's coming the fun part about this is <laughs> this question is so so pertinent but can go into so many interesting mm-hmm. ways with a true wine man so john as you think about wine brings people together <laughs> What is a wine for you that you cannot live without? Oh man. I know it's a hard one. <laughs> it is it's, it is difficult because you know, um when I first started I was drinking Merlots. Interesting. I was cuz it was it's more full body. Yep. So me coming from uh, a, a person that does not drink wine mm-hmm. at all, you know, I was a liquor guy. I was drinking gin. <laughs> So, you know, you and I would say I was real fancy. I was real fancy. <laughs> and, you know, and then I started drinking. I was like, man, I need some. So the dry wines, I was like, oh, they're a little bit too dry. Like, you know, right. some of those French wines, I still can't hardly do. Some you dryness, know, yeah. there's some dryness on there. <laughs> but, you know, Merlots were more full body for me. So I could okay. taste different things. Um, the grapes, I started to kind of taste and, you know, what all they had in them and whatever. And um, then I moved to Pinot Noirs. I started tasting and I started eating food. Yeah, I told y'all this was going to so be a hard question. It is, it is a very, very difficult question because I'm trying to think as I'm rambling. No, you're doing great. You are, so we're, we're going to eventually do a wine education class and guess who's coming to. back? <laughs> so I, um, as I started eating, because, you know, wine is made to be drank yes. while you're eating food. Yes. So you can taste different layers and stuff like that and your palate changes. So I, I started drinking Pinot. So I'm, I'm on reds. I'm on reds. On Let's just red. say red wines. I'm on reds. So <laughs> Merlots. And then I moved to Pinot Noirs. And man, um, I'm, I'm, I'm still in love with a good Pinot. Okay. I really am. But it's changing a little bit. Uh-oh. I started, you know, I started on some Zinfandels. Oh, oh John. I'm, I'm worried. <laughs> 
I'm worried because I don't want to leave my pinos. I, I've been you can with still the pino. I understand, you but you know, you know, you know, you're right. You're right. Let I them can't. live. I will let them live. I'm gonna let them live. I'm gonna, I'm gonna still talk about them. I'm gonna still enjoy them. Um, so you know, this Zen thing has happened to me. Yes. So you know, I'm I'm, I'm drinking Rumbauers, and and the new Eight Years came out the other, you know, a couple months back or whatever. And then you know, like some the old soul. I think I let yes, you taste some of that old soul. I fell I, in love. I am. It loving was delicious. That. It's a wine. So for those of you, there's at Castes and Flights. Is it still there? Yes. The old soul. It's yes. Old soul red wine Zinfandel, and it every taste is a different flavor. Like it's just it's yeah. complex in my yeah. opinion. It's so good. That's like my favorite wine. Right I now. see. Oh, this is now your favorite. It's wine. okay. Yeah. So okay. <laughs> I'm a, so I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna try to answer this question. You did already, but you're doing great. But you okay. keep no, you go and you. I'm gonna you say the love of my life with wine is gonna be Pinot Noirs. Okay. I just I, I, I like that balance of dryness. You had to get there. You had to bring yourself back to I your do, love. I yeah. do. I do. I think. I think Pinots. If, if somebody had to ask me, it'd definitely be a Pinot. I love it. The Zinfandels are too new to me like that to be able to <laughs> you don't want to yeah, get away from, get away from Pinot. Oh my gosh, John, it has been a joy and a pleasure. <laughs> uh, and the great thing about it too is you embody and embrace uh, what it means not just to be fearlessly made in your existence and your transparency and vulnerability, but in cascading that to your kids. Yeah. And I love that. And it really emanates throughout your business, your personal life, and just who you are as a person. And I thank you for that vulnerability. And I thank you uh, for being part of Fearlessly Made You today. Absolutely. You. No, I was fun i really enjoyed it and thank you for having me on here i mean we gotta do it again oh you know, you know so <laughs> not only to uh, tune in for the next episode of fearlessly made you but a little sneak peek we are probably going to do something very much related to wine so <laughs> y'all get used to this face because he's going to come back here but thank you so much again john mm -hmm. tune into that next episode of fearlessly made you